I am your host, Todd Rosales. Guys, these shows, uh, they get better and better every time. And the coolest part about them is we get to discover so many different walks of this industry. You know, um, when I first became an advocate, a patient, whatever you want to call it, uh, something that I was looking forward to was just to be able to walk into a dispensary and be able to purchase it legally and, and, and safely and everything else. But as time goes on and I discover more and more about this plant, the different components of it, the different use cases for it, the recreational side to me, yes, as interesting as it is, is only the smallest part of the industry. Um, my attention has now has been turned towards the wellness side, the medical side, and beyond, where I really think is the next part of this industry and the future of this industry and what's going to drive legality and everything else that we want around it. Yes, the recreational side will come with it, and it's always going to be there, and it's going to be a small part of the industry. It's going to be a fun part of the industry. We've talked to amazing guests that are on that side of it, but truly the best part about this plant is what it can do for people my guest today knows that just as well as anybody else. Um, I had a little aside with her and we'll dig into this when we get into the conversation, but I had a friend of mine who asked me about using cannabis for autism and I did a quick search and I couldn't find anything and because it didn't directly affect my life, I kind of ended it there. Um, I'm glad that we have our guest on today because she's going to educate me and this is something I've been hoping to learn for a very long time. I think these stories need to be put in the headlines ahead of anything else. And I can't imagine if we were flooding the news with headlines like this, that the lawmakers in our country wouldn't at least take a nice educated look at legalizing this plant for all the good that it does. So with that being said, please welcome Erica Daniels, the founder of Hope Grows for Autism and so much more. Erica, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me, I'm very excited. I am more excited than you. Um, I told you before, I, I've been looking for the correlation between cannabis and autism, really just cannabis from a true wellness and medical standpoint. So I want to get into your story. And as people can tell you know, already, if they knew who you are, just from the, the previews I've been giving here, that you have a child with autism and eventually it led you to medical cannabis. But let's back all the way up. So I have a 10-month-old daughter. And I'm a new dad and I'm going through all the experiences. And I know as a parent now that just when, when her little lip curls up and she starts to cry and I don't know what's causing it, how much that affects me. So I can't imagine, and I don't mean this in any negative way, when there's something else that as a parent that you have a hard time solving for your child or figuring out an answer to, can you take us all the way back to your first experience and and some of the things that kind of led you on your path to cannabis. And we'll interject along the way. I know there's other things that you've tried, but bring us back to the beginning. So, yeah, you're exactly right. And the most painful thing for a parent is to not be able to figure out or help your child with something that's wrong um, or hurting them. And a lot of children with autism can't speak. So, um, my son was diagnosed with autism in 2007. Um, he's now 15 and he is on the uh, moderate to severe end of the spectrum and he needs overall support in most activities of daily living. Um, as a parent, I completely um, dove in, my life changed and um, 
I gained new purpose and I was on a mission to help improve my son's quality of life and in turn our whole family's quality of life. Um, however, I could, could do that and whatever I could find. Um, and a lot of that, you know, you go to the typical pediatrician or specialist and you can get whatever variety of pharmaceutical medication available. You can get Adderall, you can get Risperdal, you can get um, antipsychotic medications. And all of these come with significant and oftentimes black box, the most extreme warning available from the FDA um, as side effects. So it's very difficult to navigate that when you have a young child. And a lot of times parents are very fearful, um, but also desperate enough to try those. We had started um, finding relief in my son's symptoms um, through more natural um, interventions. So at first we started with diet. He had a ton of food allergies. So a lot of kids with autism and people with autism have comorbid conditions. So they're also sick sometimes. And we started through diet uh, and I ended up writing a book called Cooking with Leo. So my son really enjoys cooking. Let me actually interject there. So, so when I was yeah. reading your story, um, it seemed that what led you to read that book is you noticed when when you were when you were cooking with him that being in the kitchen was one of the activities that actually got him to start engaging um, with you. Right. And, and you know, showing I, I struggle because I don't know the right terms to use here. So I don't want to say acting more normal because that's not. But it. that's okay, and that's why I'm here to answer those terms. And there's no worry about political correctness. My job is to educate. So let's talk through it. I, I appreciate you. So I, I know that he was more engaging when you were cooking, that he wanted to accomplish little tasks that you gave him, like cracking eggs or grabbing ingredients. Um, you know, I, I'm going to take this a few ways as, as the podcast host, as a cannabis advocate, and, and as a parent, I can imagine once you brought him into the kitchen and started doing these things that there was a nice level of joy that was associated seeing your son want to get involved in these activities with you. It's the most satisfying thing imaginable when you can find something you can engage with your autistic child in. Um, sometimes the, the interests are so limited. So yeah, I mean, just that connection um, of being able to bond and interact and connect over something because he doesn't show me in the same ways that my daughter, I have a daughter would show me that he cares or he loves me or he needs me. It's a very different communication style. Yeah. I, and, and at this point, were there any treatments that, or, I mean, it, it, you wouldn't think that something in activity like cooking would be the first sign of hope, which would probably lead into the name for, for everything that's going on. But, yeah. you know, it, it's funny. We talk about, you can go to the doctors and they give you all sorts of prescriptions and nobody questions what's in a prescription because it's coming from a pharmaceutical company. It's being prescribed by a doctor. So everyone's just like, Oh, I don't know. I don't know what's in it, but it's obviously safe to give my child. So I'm going to go ahead and right. do that. Fast forward. We look at the opiate crisis and everything else. Obviously that's not the blanketed case across everything, but was there any other treatments that had kind of shown the effects or, or the improvements that you saw just by figuring out something that he can get engaged with? 
I would say no. I mean, cooking was really the only thing. And what's cool about the cooking is that it connects. It's not just an activity that we can do together, but it connects back to your health and you can learn about how to eat healthy and how that might make you feel better. And that sort of led me into a natural progression or idea that cannabis medicine or natural medicine is a natural addition um, to a, a positive overall wellness treatment plan. That's really interesting. So, you know, I know that it, it led you to write a book, um, Cooking with Leo, which awesome title. I mean, obviously it's very straightforward, but I'm sure that was kind of your first, I don't want to say your first contribution, but your first like widespread natural contribution to the autism community. And I imagine from there, like you, and, and listen, I'm just assuming your mindset here, you kind of said, man, this is awesome. I, I've, I've made some progress here. I got to keep going. There have been a lot of people talking about the natural wellness paths here, the different herbs and everything else like that. Was that the path you went down instead of going more opiate, chemistry, medical driven, more natural, herbal foods, organic stuff, and going down that path that really started to show improvement? Yes. And that's not to say that there's definitely a lot of tools in my autism toolbox. And that's not to say we never need um, traditional treatments. I mean, we still do all of the educational, the speech therapy, all those kinds of things. Um, but anything that's more natural that can help um, make someone feel better is the path I like to take. It's less invasive. I couldn't agree with that more. So I know I'm, I do a very good job at interrupting you. So we, we got to this point where you found cooking, you wrote the book, and I'm going to keep interrupting you, and I'm sorry for that, but I'm just so oh, please. Uh, So here you are, and I feel like you're kind of on your own as far as research. And, you know, I've read and I've seen with my own Google search and my own research, which is not nearly to the levels of yours, but there aren't physicians that are out there that are really writing about this. There aren't doctor's offices that are out there that are really giving information, even from an adult use. And I don't want to say adult use because that's construed as recreational. But as an adult, when I go to a medical cannabis doctor, listen, I love all of them, but it's mostly like, okay, what, what do you, what do you, what do I need to tell you that you have? So this way you can get your card. It's not right. a true education on medical cannabis. So what led you on this journey to just keep discovering more natural stuff that ultimately led you to cannabis? Well, when my son was about 11, um, he started having really increased anxiety and he started having meltdowns, which is common in autism. Um, and he would scream, yell, cry, throw himself down on the floor um, for, I don't know, 20 minutes, to two hours, almost every day. And I'm a single mom. I have another child and I was really at a point of um, just giving up. I didn't know what to do. Um, so I had actually just learned about medical cannabis becoming legal in my state. I'm in Pennsylvania um, and autism had been assigned a qualifying condition. So even being on this natural health journey um, and, and searching for all these treatments for my child, I, I hadn't heard of it. Um, so of course I started researching what you did, the Google, everything else. Um, I found a few select physicians. I found a few select organizations and companies that were, um, putting a little bit of information out. Um, but that was it. So when I decided to try it with him, um, the results were so astounding, um, 
And I had tried many, many treatments, nothing like I had ever seen before. And I felt so strongly that I had to share that information to help other families. So when you discovered that cannabis was a possibility, it was passed, did you have experience with cannabis before outside of like maybe back in the day in college or a concert or something like that? And were you hesitant to try it at first? Because, you know, there is a stigma around it. I even read in a lot of the things that you write when you talked about it in other parental circles, it, it wasn't just like, a, oh, my God, that's amazing. I, I can't believe it works that there is, it's still very stigmatic, um, even though, right. you know, for your son, it was a proven great methodology for him. Right. So I didn't tell anyone when I tried it. I told one. Well, I told one person. I told my best friend. Um, because she, I would tell her everything. And, um, I was afraid because of the stigma, even though what I was doing was legal. Um, I was afraid. And what happened was, is, um, my, his grandparents and his teachers and his therapist started to say, what's going on? What are you doing different? Um, so I couldn't really hide it anymore. And by that time, um, he, you know, he was doing so well that nobody, thought to say anything negative about it. But there is a question, you know, people will say, oh, well, do they smoke it? No, kids with autism don't smoke cannabis. And, you know, my, my philosophy, it's we're I'm very, I don't cook with cannabis. It's, you know, I'm very medical about it. Um, the, the way we educate about it at Hope Grows and the companies I consult with are all strictly medical minded um, and looking at this as a real, viable frontline treatment option for autism. I mean, that's incredible. And I'm glad that, you know, I'm, I'm kind of glad the approach that you took because it was kind of, don't tell people what you're doing, just show them the results. Right. So okay. you kind of your, your son had proven like this has improved me. Obviously people noticed it. So by the time that you told them what you're doing, yeah, there was no question about it. And, and I no. love that you bring up the fact that no, he's not sitting there smoking a joint or ripping a bong or doing something like that. And that's part of what I'd like to do with this show, folks. When we talk about cannabis, it's not just joints and flowers and bongs and glass and in your traditional Cheech and Chong world. Yes, that exists in a corner of our industry, but if I recall correctly, it was actually a, a sublingual spray that you used at first. So I, I, if I know my stuff correctly, and I sure don't, that's a theme on this show, that's a spray that you spray under your tongue um, to, to take it? Yeah. So most people or children with autism use sublingual tinctures. Um, and it, it goes under your tongue and it's a liquid medicine essentially. So from there, you discovered that the cannabis had been improving his quality of life. It was making things better on him. Um, and I actually learned from reading the things that you wrote that one of the symptoms from autism is misfiring in the endocannabinoid system. Now, this is something that a lot of doctors don't talk about. I've never heard of it. I, I told you about how, you know, our mutual friend introduced me to some awesome guests and we had Evan Britton on the show. Out of all the guests that I had on the show, it was an ex NFL athlete that gave us the biggest insight into the endocannabinoid system. Um, can you expand on that a little bit further about how, cannabis actually helps with autism and then the other, the other, um, a pandemic, as you call it as well. 
Yeah. So you're exactly right. Um, people with autism have a, a not functioning properly endocannabinoid system. Um, the big misconception is that high CBD products are, are better for younger people or people with autism. Um, but really their brains are wired differently than ours. So where we may feel um, intoxication from THC, that may bring them to a normal sort of um, calmer level of functioning. You know, the, the autism brain is misfiring constantly and not making those connections that it needs to make. And cannabis helps in a, a ton of ways, both with the immediate sort of outward symptoms of autism, which are these meltdowns, the mood swings, um, self-injurious behaviors. And then over time, the, the other medicinal qualities of cannabis and in THC and in CBD help with a lot of the medical comorbid issues like GI issues, um, asthma, allergies, the A kind of things that we're all hearing about these days, ADHD. It's incredible that, you know, you, you've gone through all these proven treatments and that, that this is the best methodology that you were able to find. And I imagine that was kind of like, that was just step one, right? So you figured out, okay, medical cannabis works. I bought this product, you know, right. assuming a lot of the, a lot of the advice that you got was self-discovered on the internet. And then I'm sure there was conversation maybe with a physician, but probably more so with a bud tender because listen, right. physicians, we love you. Get, get, get on this. We want your help. We want you to be involved. Like, listen, Eric, I love everything that you're doing. I love your, but everything that you're talking about is all come from experience and trial and error. It shouldn't have happened that way. You should have had medical professionals that you could go and rely on to help you out here. But I love, I do love that you're pioneering. So I don't want to take that away from you, but you know, you're not a doctor. Let's be honest there. It's all personal experience. And I love that you're the one that are on the doctor saying, Hey, y'all need to figure this out because it's going to help. So step two was probably, okay, I know this works, but how do I find the best delivery mechanism, the best ratios? I mean, did you have to go as far as looking at terpene profiles and strains and, and all that yep. stuff? Can you, I know I might end up glassing over it. It's something I'm really interested in, but there's so much to talk about. Can you dig into that a little bit deeper to the best of your knowledge? Um, you know, the different trial and error things that you did? So I made a lot of mistakes for sure. I mean, the biggest mistake was using illicit cannabis that wasn't lab tested and nothing happened, thankfully. Um, but, you know, there were a lot of things that I did that helped me um, formulate the best way for other parents to do it. Um, so there was some trial and error, but pretty much it was whatever I could access. You know, we, so for a year, I, I was allowed to use cannabis in my state, but there were no functioning dispensaries or growers. So we had to wait. Um, so what I, you know, we would, I started a group. Um, it started as a online pa parent support group, Hope Grows for Autism in Pennsylvania. And we just became this underground network of moms um, searching for and figuring out um, what was best taking literally taking um, turns going to Colorado or California, um, a, a group of us and trying different things. Um, so eventually I was able to connect with uh, a cannabis company um, and 
help create a product line that was formulated with autism in mind. Now, what we can do, it's sort of in a launch, learn, and develop mode where we can take all of the empirical data. So where, where we might call it, um, you know, patient experience or anecdotal, it's really empirical data. And we've gathered enough of that through the network um, that we were able to put all of those elements into um, a safe range or a safe place for autism patients to start um, in, the, in a product. And then we're able to collect information after the fact. So we do surveys on dosing, effectiveness, things like that. So it's a, it's, it's, you know, in process treatment, launch, learn and develop. Would I like for there to be research studies and for doctors to feel comfortable? Yes. But a lot of times, um, you know, dispensary owners, pharmacists, doctors call me. It's sad. They shouldn't be calling me. You know, they'll have a patient in their office and they're saying, Hey, I have this autism patient. What do I do? Um, so that's sort of how everything is going. Um, so what I can do is offer resources for physicians, for parents, for business owners of how to interact and best treat the autism community. I mean, based off what you've done to me, you're, you're a hero, right? So I'm a, a new father. I told you I'm going through this experience and I shared that, you know, just when my little girl's bottom lip curls up and she starts to get sad and tears come down. It, it pains me, you know, she maybe just stubbed her toe or don't, doesn't have the toy that she wants. So when you go further and I imagine every parent that, that comes your way and has you in their life is just so absolutely thankful that you've given them some form of, of hope. And, and, you know, I imagine that ties into the, the nonprofit that you founded. So you founded Hope Grows for Autism in 2016 actually a year after medical cannabis or recreational cannabis became legal in Colorado. So it was still very new. Um, and what, what's the main goal with Hope Grows for Autism? I know you're in Pennsylvania. You've got a thousand plus members. Um, talk to us about the organization. So Hope Grows for Autism is a nonprofit and our mission is to improve the lives of families affected by autism. Um, through research, education, and advocacy of natural treatments, um, cannabinoid medicine, diet, things like that. Um, and again, we started as a small group in Pennsylvania. Now we have uh, chapters in every state that autism is a qualifying condition for medical cannabis. And um, it, be, it started as a platform to educate um, and bring awareness to to cannabinoid medicine as a treatment for autism. Um, but what I learned is that I can educate till I'm blue in the face. Um, parents, physicians, um, business owners, but unless there are products available that are appropriate for this population, it's kind of a moot point. So in the beginning, um, families were going into dispensaries in Pennsylvania, walking out with vape pens and RSOs and I was having a nervous breakdown. Um, so forming that relationship um, and creating the Hope range of products, which is owned by Zolera Therapeutics, was a huge uh, piece of the puzzle. So now uh, we have the Hope range of products in Pennsylvania. The Hope range of products just uh, 
launched and is available for sale in Louisiana um, as of yesterday. Um, they'll be available in Australia in September and um, just a few, hopefully a handful more markets before the end of the year. So that's a huge, huge accomplishment that uh, I'm really first proud of. But second, I mean, it's just, it's creating access roads uh, for families who really don't have many options and are really, really so desperate. So I could be wrong and I have been wrong in the past, but for my knowledge, this is the first line of cannabis products that have been released with a specific healthcare or medical intention behind them. Now, you know, I'm sure that other people have similar products yours in the form of tinctures and, and sublinguals and all that other stuff. And they're available at a lot of different dispensaries, but I can tell you again, as somebody who's on paper, a medical patient, there's not much education around these products in general in the form that they're in. Right. I I love, love, love what you're doing. And I'm going to say that till I'm blue in the face because you are truly taking the most pure medical route with this. This is literally, it's hope products for kids with autism or people with autism. And that's incredible. I think we need to figure out how to rapidly expand you beyond the markets that you're in, because this is, this should be in every medical legal state right now. So I, I need to help you knock on some doors for sure, but I would what's, love that. what's what's the plan here? I mean, is that the plan is to just work with different companies in each location for now? Because obviously we can't cross state lines to bring the right. product to them. Yeah, the plan is to offer a licensing uh, arrangement uh, and bring value um, and the value of hope to every legal medical state um, as soon as we can. And um, the interesting thing about the Hope range of products, it was they were, we were, they were created with autism in mind and all of that work went in on the back end and continues. Um, however, um, they became, Hope became a number one selling tincture in Pennsylvania. And a lot of people are using it successfully for other conditions like anxiety chronic pain, um, neurological type of um, diagnoses. So what started as, you know, something for a very small market and a very small, important, really important group of patients um, is really, you know, showing its, you know, widespread um kind of use or, you know, improvements for, for a lot of people, which is really cool. Well, everyone seems to be benefiting from it. And, you know, if I was, one thing I talk about on the show a lot is bringing the general public into our space, not on our terms, but on their terms and making sure that people are comfortable right. with the products that they're, they're picking. You know, if I'm in a dispensary or if I'm looking online and I'm comparing products and as an outsider who's never tried cannabis, I'm looking for it from a wellness or a medical standpoint. And I see tincture A that, you know, it's this and these are the stats and here are the terpenes and everything else. But there's no like, and I don't want to say story behind it because it's not a story. It's a real life experience. But then I found the oat products and I know that these were developed with a specific, specific, specific medical purpose. A, Technically, I would say that yours is one of the only products that has a, a, 
research behind it, although it's not official medical or, or doctor-based research, it is legit somebody's personal trial and error behind it. I personally, and I, people could disagree with me, would go for the Hope brand of products because that has the most, let's, let's say, love in it. It has the most, it has the best story behind it because it's true. And you technically have some R&D, although it wasn't done in a lab, you know, you, you and your son went out on a limb and became, I hate using this term, but test dummies for something that hopefully will improve the lives of millions. So I, I, I think it's amazing what you're doing. I love that you have these products out there. Um, what else, you know, what else are you focusing on with Hope Grows for Autism? Because I look at your site, you guys are putting out a ton of great information. I saw that there's actual free education for physicians um, that you're putting out there for now. It, which is, is, is odd that, that it's resting on your shoulders to educate our physicians. But, you know, Erica, I think the best thing about you is you looked at a situation, the government wasn't doing anything, the medical community wasn't doing anything, the cannabis community was doing a little bit, but you said, you know what, this is what we need, this is something that's going to help, and I'm going to make it happen no matter what, no matter what's yeah. going to get my way. And you kept going. And, you know, a big theme on the show is entrepreneurial spirit. It doesn't just come in the form of building a business, people. These are people that are going to do what it takes to get the job done for the betterment of our world. And you've done that. So give us a little bit more detail about just the information that you're putting out there, the communities that you're creating. I imagine the conversations that you have today are much different than those first conversations in Pennsylvania when you first started doing that. It's incredible where, I mean, look, for me personally, um, be, having an entrepreneurial spirit in general and being in publishing and marketing years ago um, in my previous life, I'll call it, um, it's just so incredible to wake up every day and be able to help people, um, help families with autism, help their kids stay out of institutions, things like that, um, and actually um, have a career of it. And in the beginning, it, I was just spent, I was doing everything on my own time, my own dime, and just putting it out there, putting it out there. Um, but I was relentless. And I finally, um, you know, I found a fabulous partner um, in Zalera, and they are on track to do clinical trials and um, all the things that are needed behind um you know, drugs or treatments in, in that manner. Um, Hope Grows for Autism is for the families strictly. And um, we offer, we're doing a live Zoom. Uh, I don't know if it'll be a Zoom. I'm, I'm looking at our options. If we'll do a Facebook room, try something new. Um, but a support group since, you know, because of COVID, we can't all get together anymore. Um, so in Louisiana, we're going to be doing a, uh, an online meetup for parents um, to not just learn about cannabis and autism, but also to talk about, you know, what's going on with school and their struggles and things like that. I mean, that's, that's the heart of what we do. We also offer financial assistance, um, which is a huge, huge passion of mine. Um, and if anyone is interested in donating to Hope Grows for Autism, we're always looking for funds for our financial assistance program. Um, we want to help families that can't afford uh, doctor's appointments. We want to help families that can't afford their medicines um, and things like that. We want to facilitate research so that 
Um, when you walk into your pediatrician, your doctor's office, they can say, oh yeah, I've seen this research study. Um, so those are all the things that Hope Grows for Autism um, is doing. And our, our most recent announcement is having chapters um, outside of Pennsylvania. So we are trying to build those chapters in our other states across the U.S., across the world, really, um, and educate from a grassroots perspective up. I mean, that's how we, that's how we do it. Absolutely. Well, well, if me personally or a cannabis lab as a whole can help you get that started in South Florida or in Florida in general, I told you, I'm going to, if it's okay, I'm going to shout out my buddy, Matt Rosenberg, uh, United ah. Spectrum Corp. Uh, they unfortunately just lost their physical location, but the, the JCC was kind enough to give them a home where they can help their kids still. Uh, we're, unfortunately, we we're going to do a fundraiser for them uh, in July we couldn't get anybody together. So we weren't able to do that, but I'd love to connect you guys and, and maybe we can get something started yeah. here in South Florida, because I think it's incredible what you do. Um, I think it's an incredible story of hearing your, about your son and, you know, to, to take a little time to spotlight on you. I'm sure when your son was born, you never thought that that little boy was going to inspire you to change the world because that's what you're doing right now. Thank you so much. But no, I never thought that. But it's just, like I said, my life changed and gained new purpose. And I could never in a million years imagine that I'd be here talking to you about autism and cannabis. <laughs> but um, I am. And it it's like imperfectly perfect or perfectly imperfect. I, I couldn't imagine it any other way. And it actually helps me. It's very helpful. Um, and healing for me to help other families. So works both ways. Well, it's great because you get to live your passion now, you know, and I don't yeah. think people realize that, you know, it's, we, we, we get in this cycle and we get a job and we work and we focus on money and we stress about bills and we do all these things. And every so often somebody like yourself gets to somehow backwards fall into doing their passion for a living. And, and yeah. besides the fact that your passion happens to be helping people, which is amazing and, and helping people for a specific purpose. So the fact that you get to do that for a living, I can't imagine there's much, you know, there, there's much else that would bring you this much joy in life. And I'm very happy for you. And it's the people that are passionate are the ones that are going to change the world. I can keep going back, but you know, I, I it's incredible. I love, I love so much what you're doing. And I think I'm glad that I get to be a little part of helping spread your story because the more that we can spread it. And I think this is the side of the cannabis industry that folks need to see. This is the side of the cannabis industry that the legislatures need to see and the politicians need to see videos like this should be played at the DNC and screw it. The RNC as well. These are the things that we need to be looking at, not Oh, if we legalize cannabis, people are going to get high and they're going to do this. Yeah. Those people are going to get high no matter what. They're going to buy it legally. They're going to buy it legally or illegally. They're going to use it. Lazy stoners are lazy people, folks. They're not lazy because of cannabis. This is the side of the industry that we need to show them because this is what's going to move our country forward and just make quality of life better for people. I will get down off my soapbox. Is there anything that we can leave the folks with before we let you go? Any words of wisdom? Just, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. That's kind of the mantra I go with. Um, you know, 
you can be successful by doing good and helping people. I think you're a great example of that. Erica, thank you for everything that you do. Thank you for going on this journey for so many people and making it easier for them to get to where you ended up. And I mean, I say this to everybody, but I think as your story progresses, as you expand, I want to have you back. Maybe we get a cameo appearance by Leo. I also don't want to leave your daughter out because she is special as well, being a part of your family. And I'm sure she might even have a part of your organization when the time comes to but yeah. thank you so much. And before we let you go, uh, let's give them the website. Let's give them any social media, any important announcements coming up. Let's tell folks where they can find Hope Grows for Autism. Right. So you can find Hope Grows for Autism at hopegrowsforautism.org. Um, we are on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, Hope Grows for Autism. Um, and you can find out information about the Hope range of products um, on the Zalira Hope website and uh, look out for Hope products in Louisiana um, and in Australia in the next couple of weeks. Well, I sure hope we have folks watching this in Australia, but Pennsylvania, <laughs> Louisiana, go get your Hope products. Everybody else, this is a great cause to donate to. Um, Hey, yeah, you can go on our website and donate, hopegrowsforautism.org. Um, that would be really helpful. Listen, even if you're a greedy person and you're just looking for tax write-offs, put it here. Exactly, perfect reason. Autism. We, we, we can, they can use all the help that you're willing to give them, but folks, this is a great cause. Please support them. We're going to try to get Cannabis Lab involved a little bit more, and I oh. don't think this will be the last time you'll be seeing Erica on this show. Erica, thank you again for joining us, and we can't wait to have you back. Thank you so much. This was awesome. Absolutely. Folks, this has been another very special episode of Elevate Your Grind. Again, this is the reason why I do this show. These are the stories I want to tell. I'm glad that you enjoyed it, and we will see you next time.